All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode, and we're, we've got Leva back. He's back from the boat. Did you have fun last weekend, Leva? I did. I did. Does it feel like summer or not yet? Every day is summer for me, my friend. Well, I mean, if, you know, you've got the baseball, you've got the boat, but it's still a little bit cold. It's not real. Yeah, it's cold, but you know what? Out in the water, you know, I got my little radio. Try to listen to them, you know, whenever I'm in range. And you know what? Beats being in an office all day. That is true. So enough with the small talk, right, Leva? Let's get right to it. So the big, somewhat you could say controversy, was the Yankee fans last weekend. It was a Saturday when the fans threw things at the Cleveland outfielders, specifically Steve Kwan and Miles Straw. So just to recap what happened... Yankees hit game uh, walk off hit, and the before you know it, fans are throwing things on the field. It actually took Judge and Stan going out to the fans to tell those people in right the right field stands to to cut it out. And obviously, you know Yankee fans are getting killed for it, and rightly so in a sense. My take is, it's a Saturday afternoon. It's the right field bleachers. These guys are drunk. And what actually happened was Steve Kwan, if you remember when the ball, IKF's ball, went over his head and the Cleveland outfielder, Steve Kwan, went into the wall and injured himself. And he was on the ground. The game was tied. Glaber was up, you know, and the fans were basically just yelling, get up. They're somewhat mocking the guy for being injured. Obviously, these fans are idiots. They're just drunk idiots. And then Miles Straw climbed the fence and got right in the face of the Yankee fans. He climbed the wall, got in his face, and was basically saying to one of the fans, hit me, mofo, hit me, hit me, screaming at the fans. He went back down. Glaber hits the game winner, and the fans start throwing things. So, obviously, these fans are idiots. But my thing is, Miles Straw was also an idiot. You don't jump into the fans and provoke them like that. He you know, antagonized the fans. He antagonized the fans. You know, you call security. So my thing, those fans are idiots. You know what? There's cameras all over the place. Find whoever was saying something stupid. Ban them. Suspend them. But Miles Straw has got to take some heat as well. You just can't. No, you got you to gotta suspend Miles Straw 100%. I think more honestly, and I, I'm I'm, I'm – I don't know about suspending Miles Straw, but eh, maybe. But I mean, my Dude, take what he is did it was crazy. He jumped. I agree. Did you see him run? He didn't just jump up. He like aggressively jumped into the crowd. Imagine the guy does hit him. Listen, I. This is one of the things. This is one of the things that you know. Once you elevate yourself to the position of major league baseball player, like you got to be able to deal with this. People are going to boo you. People are going to say some pretty miserable things to you. And that doesn't absolve the fans of, you know, responsibility of trying to be like not the worst human beings ever. But at the end of the day, the professional baseball player has to be a professional. But I, Mike, I agree. Leva, I'm with you. That's, that's the fans are fans. We're allowed. That's what we pay for. People go, they get drunk. They try. Dude, the bleacher creatures are known for that. Like they research people. Like they always do their research on whoever the outfielders are. Yeah, the right field, right field, the Yankee Stadium. That's what fans do. That's what people want to go do. 
it's you, that's part of being a professional athlete. You well, take and it. My what take, you and can I also add? Can I also Fine. Add? Fine. Look, trash talk is all part of baseball. I guess Zob, you're right. Once you start throwing things, you find them on camera. You you do whatever you do to that fan. You oh yeah, throwing mean, stuff. You, whatever that's, you that's a zero, that's zero. Or whatever it is, because you can't be throwing things. But you're allowed to trash talk. That's totally kosher. You're not allowed to do what Miles Straw did and jump into them. That I have the first totally non-kosher. Well, here's thing. my question, though. Here's my question. We're all in agreement here. We're, but Miles Straw is not getting any heat. It's all on the Yankee fans. No, I mean, he should Yankee, be suspended. Yankee fans are an easy target. should be suspended. But why doesn't the media, why doesn't anybody go after Miles Straw here? That's no, my they question. Are. They did. Uh, because I, the I Yankee fans are a huge uh, target. I think I heard Mad Dog on first take say you got to suspend him. That's the because I didn't hear. I haven't heard anything. I've heard all about the Yankee fans. I've heard it. I've heard it on Come the on, guys. Too. I've heard. Uh, I've heard like Sal Licata or someone say that you got to you got to suspend him. No, okay. I think it was Stephen A. Smith said. I hope a suspension comes out for him. Okay, the I was wrong then. An easy target. The Yankee fans are an easy target. We're we're, we're an easy target. And you know what? Honestly, we can take it. So you know what? They want to dump all over us in the paper. I really don't care. I really don't care. And the thing I want to add to to this whole thing, one of the things that we complained about with Danny, you're making too much noise. Say, one no, of the I things we one of the things that we complained there about. You, Leva, that's better sound. One of the things we've complained about over the last couple of years at Yankee Stadium, how it's become a little bit too corporate, a little bit too staid, a little bit too. Um, I guess emotionless. So for me as a Yankees fan, it's actually kind of nice to see people at the game that actually care a little bit and actually show an emotion. One of the things that you would like with a home field advantage is that you'd like to keep your opposing outfielders and right field particularly a little bit uneasy. Get in their heads yeah, a little bit. Exactly. This is baseball. This is baseball. At all. I guess this you is baseball. Things, but exactly. We love that. And what I love about Yankee Stadium is those people down the first baseline, the third baseline, banging. Right. I love that. But that's the thing. I mean, we've you know, all three of us numerous times have commented about how, you know, the new stadium doesn't have the same feel as the old stadium. Now, again, I don't agree with, you know, throwing stuff at players. I mean, that's just incorrect. But they should be able to run their mouths as much as they want. As far as I'm concerned, straw. Completely incorrect getting in their faces. The Yankees fan just compounded the problem throwing stuff at him. All right. I think we're all in agreement there. Let's move. Um, second topic, because this week while the Yankees were just bludgeoning teams, they had the pleasure of having George Brett in the booth. And Brett is clearly one of the classic 80s players. So I was thinking, who is who is the the most classic 1980s player? My pick was Robin Yount. So let me nice. just Robin Yount. Nice. Let me go through my list and how I got to him. The thing is, you look at guys like Donnie Don Mattingly. He was also a big 90s guy. TD, you got to stop moving. All right. All right. Go. Matt Mattingly. He had 90 success. Tony Gwynn, 90 success. Ricky right. Henderson, 90 success. Boggs, 90 success. George Brett, who was classic 80s, but he's also the late 70s, those classic Royals-Yankees playoff series. Ricky Henderson played for like probably had like 50 success. That guy played baseball forever. 
Exactly. And my other guy, Paul Molitor, he also had nice. success in the 90s with the Jays. So it came down to me to two players, Robin yeah. Yount and Keith Hernandez. Those oh, just huge. Love it. Two classic <laughs> 80s players. But to me, Keith, he's still known today because he's such a famous broadcaster. So he's, Seinfeld also. And also a Seinfeld, too, so in the 90s. So Robin Yount, he was just that 80s skinny White player, mustache, played in the old Milwaukee County Stadium. That is just an old baseball stadium. MVP 82 is a shortstop. MVP 89 is a center fielder. Done it all gap to gap, some power, hit for average. Just an 80s ball player in my book. Milwaukee Brewers, old county stadium. Robin Yount. TD, who's your pick? Mine is without a doubt George Brett. George Brett is the quintessential 80s player. Nice pick. Uh, Paul Molitor, I think he's a little clean cut though, isn't he? Paul Molitor is. His look, yes. Yeah, he's kind of like a clean. George Brett, he embodied the grit of the 80s. And in another really does. Well, Paul Molitor too. <laughs> Things players did in the 80s, they stuck with one team. You yeah. know, he was a, he was a royal. That's what he like when you think of George Brett, he embodied the grit of 80s baseball. He always had the eye black on, his uniform was always <laughs> dirty, he had that wad of uh, tobacco in his mouth. You know the famous clip when, when the home run, you know, with the pine tar? Just him running out, just like the raw, gritty. It's almost kind of like the minor leagues in, in Major League, the movie. That's when you think of 80s it. baseball just. A true one-team player, and even the way he played was 1980s. You know, he was a singles hitter. He was a rough-and-tumble guy. Just the look, the feel, the guy, the personality. You heard his personality on the game yesterday. It's a total meathead, but a pure-blooded <laughs> American ball player. I love it's it. George I love it. And his iconic moment was that was the, the, the disallowed home run. Oh, that is that, classic. When you think, like when I think Paul Molitor, I think kind of like a clean cut Minnesota twin, kind of like an effeminate guy. I think when you think George Brett, you just think him storming out of that dugout with tobacco in his mouth and the, you know, the eye black and that that's eighties baseball. I I don't think there's a more iconic guy or moment than George Brett. All right. So we got, I got Robin Yount. TD's got George Brett. We got a player from Milwaukee Brewers and the Kansas City Royals. Leva, who's your pick? I'm about to blow both you guys out of the water because I present to you Michael Jack Schmidt of the Philadelphia Phillies. That is a good one. Mustache, played in the 70s, ended his career in 1989. So we can't even give you 90 stats. 267 hitter, over 500 home runs. What, 10 gold gloves? Had eight years in the 1980s where he hit over 30 dingers. Played in Philadelphia, in the pajamas, mullet, Come on. I agree. Schmidt Come is on. a I mean, class. And another thing about Schmidt. That's a great one. That is a great one. And, 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 and might I add also, and also gave you a world championship in 1980. Well, and you know who else was on that 1980 team? Pete Rose. Pete, Pete Rose. What a classic team. Oh, the old AstroTurf and Veterans Stadium. But, like, you look at Mike Schmidt. I mean, you know, slick defensively. Good hitter, freaking knock the ball all over the place. The guy was a stud. Oh, he was an yeah, absolute. No, he was a he was a dirty. The guy 80s was a total unit. Too. You think of the '80s, you think Mike Schmidt. I mean, even his name, 
Mike Schmidt, nineteen ninety four player. All right, that three three classics. All right, to finish, because Leva, you're you're forty one now, right? I turned forty one April twelfth. I'm turning forty. Thoughts about turning forty? So my thing is because obviously you know. 40 sounds like this huge number. But when I broke it down, I thought, number one, when you think about getting old, you think, you know, losing your athleticism, looking yeah. older. But when I thought about it, you know, you're, you lose your athletic peak when you start working full time. You're not the kid you were in high school and college or right after. So for me, that's right. gone away a, a while ago. Then number two, you know, the way for me, especially in this age, if you take care of yourself, you could still look, look good at 40. I don't, I don't think it's that, it's that either. For me, the one, and plus there's so many positives about turning 40, all that experience, you know, compared to when you're 20, you're just more comfortable in your own skin. You have a career, but for me, the one big negative is the people around you. When you turn 40, those people who were older when you were a kid, they start to die off. Family, friends, they, and that to me is the, the bad part of when you get to this age is people start dying around you. And, well, and yeah, then you can't control that. Things away. Yeah, yeah, life so, starts taking things away instead of giving them to you. Exactly. So what do you think, Leva, since you're 40? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I mean, because I, I, you know, I had a bit of uh, – a wholesale change in career and lifestyle right before 40. So 39 going into my age 40. So honestly, I feel pretty good about it. I really don't feel old. I feel young. I mean, I'm doing something that I actually enjoy doing now. You know, I got out of the office, got away from the computer, got back outside. And I mean, I feel young. You know, I, you know, I that's, box, that's all you gym. can ask for. That's the way yeah. to do it. I wouldn't. And the thing is, too, I stay. Even, it's a, it yeah. really is a number, and I really believe that. And I stay I mean, young, too. I mean, I still yeah. enjoy baseball. You know, I listen to it on the radio. I screw around with my cars. You know, I work on the water now as a boat captain. You know, I, I try to do things to stay young. I really do believe that when you truly become old is when you stop having fun. When you stop enjoying life and you start complaining and about your back and knees and this. And I think as you turn towards 40, you find out how to treat yourself, how to right. have fun your way. Right. But, I mean, how many times have you come across somebody, you know, that they're 70, 80, 90 years old and they still have that kind of youthful vigor to them? Because yeah, they don't dude, like, Lita, that's let themselves feel brother. I'm like, hang out with older people. Like, I hang out with my, you know, parents, friends, like, really hang out with them in the, down at the shore. You know, he's, I think this guy, Howie's like 80 or 82. Uh, and you realize there's really not that much difference. You hang out with an 8-year-old, you hang out with a 40-year-old, you hang out with a 20-year-old. It's yeah. all, we're all the same. So you really can't think of it as like a number because that's really what it is. You do your own thing, you live your life, and that's it. Yeah. All right. And before we go, the Yankees did not lose a game this week. So they were just rolling. They beat up on the Royals. They beat up on the O's. They beat up on Cleveland. So they are absolutely rolling. But this hey, week – who's not looking too stupid anymore? 
Remember my opening series enthusiasm? I agree. Yes. I'll give you credit, TD. They do look good. And we're playing defense. Number one in the majors, fewest errors. We have the fewest errors in the majors. ERA, third best. Listen, 90% of the game, don't give away anything, and you're halfway there. Now they just tighten it up. Tighten it up. But this week is going to be good at Toronto. Three games. I'm excited. All right. Any last words? We're all no, good. You listen, Yanks are rolling. Yanks they are rolling. Put two good teams in New York now. This this is more than anyone could have hoped for in the city. Oh, I agree. Mets, Yankees, WFN dream. No, it's <laughs> see the Yanks are solid. Every day you feel good because we have a you know, it really boils down to what we've been saying forever. Starting every, pitching. Starting pitching. Yeah. Every day, yeah. every single game, you're confident. Oh, who's on the mound tonight? Sevy, solid. Who's on tonight? Cortez, solid. Who's on now? Tyone, solid. Oh, Cole tonight, solid. Every night, you feel like you got a chance. Boone's doing the lineup better now. He's not throwing games away. We're just, we're solid, and you can just rely on it. We're not making mistakes. I feel great. Yep. The, the, so, a good week. Yeah, a good, good week. So- Listen, All right, you guys. gotta you gotta pound you gotta pound you, you know you gotta pound the Royals out there you gotta pound yeah and, and Brad we are finally blowing games out remember last oh year they've had a few blowouts this week we never always do one run games we're finally blowing it open yeah I mean listen Blue Jays will be a good test run. though Blue Jays will they be a good test this yeah week. well the Blue Jays are a tough team yeah you know I mean it's the sight of seeing Vlad Guerrero in that batter's box <laughs> guy is an absolute animal. <laughs> Let's see what Cole can do against him this time. Cole, will yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right, guys. So we'll talk next week. Indeed. Right, see you, Leva. CTD. All right. Bye. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Bye. See ya. See ya.